It's all about your health, your wellness. Radio MD. RadioMD.com. Get healthier, get fit, eat better, have a richer quality of life. Health on the go. Staying well with Melanie Cole, MS. Do you have stress? Of course you do. We all do. But is there a certain biology to getting rid of that stress? Is there a certain way that you can actually use your body's physiology to help yourself deal more naturally with this stress instead of just using some kind of a stress-reducing medication. My guest is Jean Ricks. She's a holistic health coach and clinical hypnotist, and she's the director of the Holistic Wellness Programs for the City College of New York. Welcome to the show, Jean. So tell us about the biology of stress. And I'm an exercise physiologist, Jean, and so I know that stress has this physiological component. It affects our cortisol levels. It affects inflammatory issues. I mean, really, it can play havoc with your body. Tell us about the biology of how we can beat it. Well, the thing is, it absolutely causes a domino effect. You think you're just having a little stress, but our brains haven't quite caught up with that concept of stress. It only knows crisis or non-crisis. So you may think, oh, it's just a little bit of stress. I got this handled. I can handle it. Uh, No, your body is setting up an inflammatory response. And what that means is actually it is actually creating more illness possibilities. It dumps triglycerides into your bloodstream because it thinks you need energy. Because, again, it thinks you're under crisis. So it thinks you're about to take a mad dash away. It will cause cravings for carbs and sugar. It will actually reduce the amount of, of resources going to your digestion while increasing uh, your blood pressure. Because, again, it thinks you're about to make this mad dash, and there you are sitting there, and you're just going through a pile of bills. Consequently, you're not taking that mad dash. So now what does it do with all of those resources? It has to store them. The first place it stores them is right in your midsection. That's the belly fat that people uh, refer to it as. And all of that, we can kind of nudge in a different direction if we just, if you will, reframe uh, the fact that we're under stress. If we look at it differently and we recategorize it, we can actually get a little benefit from that stress instead of taking it down the other road, which leads to illness and disaster. So when you say benefit from the stress, are you saying we can use it to kind of give us a kick in the tush to motivate us, use it to... Is that, is that what you're talking about? Exactly right. And we can turn off that cortisol response. But you know, Millie, first, people don't even acknowledge their stress. And that's the first thing we have to remember to do. Our society kind of uh, subliminally tells us, oh, just ignore your stress because everybody around you is under stress. How dare you actually admit that you're under stress and you're perhaps having an issue with it. You can't do that in our society. So the first thing that I have people do is actually acknowledge, oh, wait, this is really, really stressful. That's when you can start doing something with it. Okay, what can we do with it? So we acknowledge that it's stressful. I acknowledge when I'm under stress. I say, oh, I'm under stress, you know, something like that. I get it. I use my exercise. I take a nap. I do, I do various things for myself. But once we've acknowledged it, what do you recommend we do about it? First off, give yourself that extra time. Understand that, okay, I'm under a little stress. First, I always tell people, start with a little deep breathing. I know it sounds simplistic, but Melody, that first breath actually turns off 
some of that cortisol response. It actually signals to your brain, hey, wait a minute, she must not be under complete stress because she's taking a deep breath, and it turns on your serotonin receptors. You said you're an exercise person. When you are taking those deep breaths, when you're doing running or whatever uh, that causes your, your lungs to fill capacity, at the lower tips of your lungs, Dr. Candace Pert found that we have serotonin receptors, and I'm sure you know serotonin is that feel-good hormone. So when you take that deep breath, or if you take 10 or 20 of them, um, that would be wonderful, you're going to get some of that serotonin response. Again, this turns off. It shuts off the valve to that cortisol response that's taking you down uh, the other path. Now you get back on the yellow brick road instead, and you can go visit Oz. Okay, so, you know, we want to turn on the, the happier levels, the serotonin levels. You want to change that for yourself. What can people do to actually initiate this? How does somebody who doesn't, you know, have a way of dealing with their stress or is in that stressful position, Gene, so that they don't think clearly enough about these things? Once you, again, once you acknowledge, and that's a big part because we so much want to, we just want to power through. We want to, we, we can do this. We got this. Once you recognize that you are actually, yes, you're in a stressful situation and you take those 10 or 20, and again, you don't have to announce to the world that you are, now, I'm now doing deep breathing. You don't have to announce that. You can be on the elevator. You can be anywhere and just take some really deep breaths. But once you've done that, now acknowledge the space that you're in and see, are there resources here? Have you been in this place before? What did you do before? Give yourself the support level of knowing, I've been in this situation before or I've had similar situations, and I know that I can do this, this, and this, or I can call on this resource, that resource. Do you know what I mean? You really have to start looking at it realistically so that it feels tamed, so that subconsciously your brain knows not only are you not as stressed as you thought you were because you've now taken some deep breaths, but also, you've kind of got a handle on this. You've got a plan. There's a roadmap to that yellow brick road. You're not just winging it. You've actually got resources that you've used in the past. All of this helps to tone down that cortisol response. So, Jean, people have heard in the media lately about epigenetics. We don't have mm-hmm. a whole lot of time in this segment, but tell us a little bit about what epigenetics is and how this changing your gene expression can really help you control your own health. What I love is letting people know just because Aunt Susie or our Uncle Kenneth had heart attacks and strokes and died that way, that does not necessarily mean that's the route you're taking. Our genes only control a minuscule portion. They, they found through epigenetics, which actually studies whether or not genes were in control of turning on an illness or chronic illness. Imagine your genes as a set of light switches. Yes, you may have a light switch for that chronic illness, but that does not mean it gets turned on. What turns it on is your environment, things in your environment. And that environment is bigger than just what you eat and what you drink and what you're breathing. It's actually who are your relationships? How are your, your feelings about your work situation? All of that comes together. What are your pastimes? All of this creates your environment, which means that puts people back in the driver's seat. That means, wait a minute, if I change some things, if I make some adaptations in my environment to the, to the extent that you can, that are positive, that are growing, then that means I can reduce the amount of possibility towards illness. 
Okay, so that it gives people that sense of control, which sometimes also contributes to the stress because you feel out of control. You feel like you don't have control of all of the, you know, tumult around you. So we have just about a minute and a half left, Jean. So give really your best advice for using our biology, using epigenetics, the deep breathing and planning and acknowledging, using all of these things to help us identify and beat our stress. First, give yourself a break because once you recognize that you're beginning to take on these better habits, don't expect a miracle overnight. It is a muscle just like any other muscle, and you have to do it consistently, and see, and then you'll see some results. But when we go all day long, all day long with a little niggle here, a little niggle there of stressors, and then we finally reach home and we put our head on that pillow and we just expect to be able to go to sleep... It's not as simple as that. You need to take care of your stress a little bit throughout the day. Really, really great advice because that certainly is what we have to do in the website where you can read more about Jean Ricks is newday.org. That's N-U-D-A-Y dot org. And we do have to take control of our own stress, recognize it, do your deep breathing, find your own center where you can deal with it, acknowledge it, and hopefully beat it. This is Melanie Cole. You're listening to Radio MD. If you missed any of the great information, you can listen anytime, on demand, or on the go at RadioMD.com. Thanks so much for listening, and stay well.